the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. George Brockler back with you here, 710 KNUS. It's the final hour of the Thursday show. We'll be back again, of course, tomorrow from 6 to 10 a.m. G gets the morning off, and James has been subjected to this particular show. G, you've almost made it, man. Congratulations. It's almost like getting paroled. You can go back to sleeping normal hours. Um, the question that Ron posed was related to um, this Kerry Lake incident where it, it sounds like Kari Lake records everybody all the time. And that showed up to the detriment for Jeff DeWitt, who was the state party chair, and for Joan out there. That's the same position that Dave Williams holds out here in Colorado. Uh, and he appears to have met with her in what he believed to be the trust tree and engaged in attempting to, I guess, bribe is the only way I can think of this, to buy her off of running for the Senate by referencing some moneyed people out on the East Coast. Now, th- that part of the, the story has been talked about a lot. I don't think it's excusable. I don't think it's the kind of conversation anybody in his official position can engage in. I mean, listen, if it was her buddy who was just like the neighbor, and he's like, hey, some guys contacted me, and so, that'd be one thing. But when you're the state party chair and you engage in that conversation, even with a friend and a coworker or an employee, if that's what she was, you just signing up for problems, man. That's not an appropriate conversation to have, even in private, if you hold that position. It may not be an appropriate conversation to have, depending upon what the law in your state is. Like, you can't do that in Colorado. You couldn't try to bribe someone into not running for an office. couple things real quick. No, she's not a victim. Come on, man. Kari Lake's the victim of nobody, but certainly not in this circumstance. Doesn't make what this guy did any more right. It was wrong, and he mealy-mouthed that apology piece in his letter when he said, I regret some of the things I said. Well, like what? What do you regret? The bribe part? The trying to get her to not run part? It was all inappropriate. That was weak. But the bigger question was about the recording. So Ron calls in, and I didn't get get a chance to talk with Ron as much as I would have liked to if we hadn't been up against the end of the hour. But Ron says, listen, if you ask someone, hey, are you recording me? And they say no, and they do it anyway. Are they in trouble? And the answer is no. They are not. Now, I know that even for cops, there is this weird mythology, street mythology out there that um, if someone's like an undercover officer and they ask you, you have to tell them that you are. I don't know where they got that idea because when it's not a part of entrapment law or anything like that, if they ask you if you're a police officer and you're undercover, I presume the police officer will lie to you and say, dude, that's a crazy question. No, of course not. There's nothing illegal about that. There's nothing. It's not like it's the uh, Wonder Woman's golden lasso of truth if I just asked the right question. So to answer Ron's from the last hour, no, Ron. Kari Lake could be recording you, and if you say, hey, are you recording me, she could say, no, that's a crazy thought. Of course, I wouldn't do that. Because your consent, your knowledge of the conversation is wholly irrelevant, absolutely irrelevant. 
in a one-party consent state, that one party could be the person recording you. They just have to be known to you, right? Like, it couldn't be that you two think you're having a private conversation in a coffee shop and someone is using some sound uh, device, enhancing device, a listening device, if you will, from across the thing. They couldn't do that. The expectation of privacy, although diminished from what you'd have in your living room, still exists, and you can't do something like that. They couldn't eavesdrop on a phone call. See, those are the party that consents that makes it okay has to be a known party to the conversation. And you can't know if someone's doing it through electronic means and all that other stuff. So that's the answer to that. Lots of texts coming in here about this. And I told you I wanted to get to these things. And and it's not fair to tell you that and then not do it. So let me read through some of these. No particular order. Not exactly the same. But as a Michael Cohen comparison, has a Michael Cohen comparison happened yet regarding the act of recording? I have not heard that, and you're, you're right, it's not the same, but that is fascinating. Now, there are some limitations, and our friend Corey from Parker pointed this out, there are some limitations to what a licensed attorney in Colorado can do. Like, you can't surreptitiously record folks if you're an attorney, which is a weird rule to have, because if I'm in my normal not-attorney job, why do I get to be treated than every, differently than everybody else? But there it is. So you have that. The other piece of this is now, and if you go out and look on the Internet, it's there, folks. There are increasing questions about did she record Donald Trump without his knowledge? He's got to be wondering that, too. In fact, if you've ever had contact with Kari Lake as a as a candidate, you must now wonder, Jesus, did she record me? Good grief. What did I tell her when I thought it was in private? I mean, I just don't get how she can move forward with people and have the same level of trust from them. I completely understand the idea that, hey, this guy that called up Jeff DeWitt said, hey, I want to come over and talk to you about something I can't say over the phone. Yep, that would make me wonder, too. But it sounds like the narrative here is she records a lot of private conversations. You know what would be even better, and I think more, uh, more ethical, is if she were to just wear a body cam. If she wore a body cam, because you know when you interact with police, don't you think that body cam is on all the time? And it's not. But don't you think it's on all the time? Don't you think, my God, they're recording me right now? And it just changes the way you interact with them. And there's good and there's bad to that, mostly good. But wouldn't you do that if, if Kari Lake wore a sign or a T-shirt or something that said, um, it, almost like you get at uh, 7-Eleven, you know, with the little, you could be monitored, you're being monitored. Now, they do that to ward off criminal conduct, but it could be the kind of knowledge that you would need so you'd be different with her. I just wonder if she pulls this thing off, and she sure could in Arizona in 2024. If you're a U.S. senator, how do you deal with that, man? How do you work with her, have any private conversation without worrying? And is she now going to have to be in the business of telling people, and she's not obligated to tell them the truth, don't worry, I'm not recording this conversation. Is that going to be the new mantra, the new introduction? Hi, I'm Kari Lake, and I'm not recording this conversation. I mean, it's just its so bizarre, the bar that has been set now from this. If it's a one-off, if it's I only recorded this one conversation, I don't do this to anyone else, then I feel completely differently about it, right? I do wonder why she waited 10 months to release it, but I feel completely differently about it. However, if, as is suggested by DeWitt, and you can trust him or not, I don't care, his statement was, I resigned in part because her campaign told me, we got tons of these, man, and that ain't the worst one. So unless you want to be humiliated, embarrassed, or worse, or worse, then you need to resign. Well, he took that threat seriously. Tells me that they must have had some pretty, candid conversations about stuff 
So it sounds like, though, she does this as a matter of course. I don't know. I don't know what you do with that. Another text. Maybe Kari Lake doesn't record anybody, but she felt there was a trust issue with this guy, and she felt the need to do so. Um, yeah, that could be. You're right. That could be, Texter, that it was just about this guy. But I'm not the only one to suggest that maybe she recorded DJT or some others. What would you think about Kari Lake in that situation, folks? What would you think about a Kari Lake who released an audio recording of a conversation she recorded with just her and Donald Trump where he says some things that are just bad? Just bad, actionable, or otherwise. Would you look at Kari Lake as a hero or heading into 2024, especially if it sunk his battleship, you know, his campaign? Would you look at her as a hero or a zero? If you're being consistent, if what she did here was the right thing to do and you champion her, would it be the right thing for her to do it if it came from Trump? Let's just pretend for a moment she has recorded Trump saying, Kari, I don't want you to run for the U.S. Senate. I think we stand a better chance with someone else. I'd really like you to not run for the Senate. I would prefer that you run for governor. And if you can agree to do that, my folks will take care of you over the next couple of years. And she releases that recording. Do you cheer her on and say, aha, thank God, you've revealed the corruption of Donald Trump? Or do you sit there and think, why that? That ridiculously untrustworthy hack. I mean, if politics drives your answer on this, then it's not a position that you take out of principle. It's a position you take out of politics. That's different. If the principle is, I'm appalled at the complete lack of trust that takes place with anybody who records every conversation and then uses it 10 months later for political gain. That's a principle, but you'd have to apply it in the other situations too if she got someone that you liked. Another text, Kari Lake, uh, Kari Lake the honey rat. You can only trust her if she gets searched like she's at the Buell Theater. <laughs> Another text, I agree with Ralph ever since Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. I don't do anything negative that can come back on me ever. I'm very careful what I say on the Internet and on my phone. The Internet has made me leery, although it did <laughs> default to Larry. But <laughs> the Internet has made me leery. I should be more cautious than that. I mean, I do send a lot of things in email. I try to be guarded in some of that stuff because you never knew who's going to forward it or screenshot it or whatever. But you're right, man. Electronically, we probably don't know yet. I mean, are we entering a post-privacy era that we've done to ourselves? Maybe the answer is maybe this is the future, right? We're talking about all the, you know, the Google optics and the Apple optics and all this virtual reality stuff. Well, all that's electronic, folks. All that's capable of being recorded. Maybe the next wave of innovation, the next consumer product ought to be your own personal body cam. It would affect the way we interact with each other in ways that I don't even think we can predict. There's some good ones. I mean, listen, if you had the ability to have your own body cam at all times or to turn it on at all times, imagine, imagine how people that seek to hurt you or abuse you might change their behavior if they believe they were being recorded. Imagine that. If you had your own personal body cam, that would be a huge plus, right? We would have to be better behaved around each other. But the downside would be if it was on all the time and you knew that or believe that, you would just change the way you interacted with society because you know that at any moment somebody can go, remember that thing you did six months ago, a year ago, two years ago? I mean, look at how many people get canceled for things they posted on freaking social media 
six, seven, eight years ago. And they're still getting canceled for it. Careers ended over stuff they posted sometimes when they were a teenager. People being shown the door from these elite schools or, or, or other jobs. Imagine now if you had someone in your life that was recording all of your conversations that you didn't know about and then it was revealed to you. What do you do? This is fascinating. Here's uh, our friend Alexa. How many people do you think were recorded by Epstein? Great question. When they visited his home, ranch, or island, how many politicians, elites, etc., are being blackmailed for having sex with underage kids? What a great question. I don't know. And, and I don't want to play conspiracy theorist here, but if you're the government and you obtain all those recordings of people in power, do you use them as the source of a prosecution, which is what they should be used for if they fit, or do you hang on to them for use for some other political blackmail? That's a fascinating question. I think people should assume they are being recorded. When I grew up, I was told never put something in writing that you don't want your grandmother to read on the front page of the newspaper. This is kind of a different iteration of this. This is don't say anything out loud ever to anyone that you don't want on the front page of YouTube or Twitter or Facebook. I think that applies to much of our lives. Video cameras are everywhere. How many bad cops or athletes would not have been caught without videos? That is very true. That that was sort of the movement behind us getting into, what was that, SB 271, but there were other aspects that were the body cam ones. Some were recorded by bystanders. Others were recorded by street, hotel, elevator cameras, or business cameras. I'll also tell you, we saw a lot of crimes with video, too, so that's not a downside. Another one here, quid pro quo happens all the time in political campaigns. Candidates are offered private company jobs and political positions all too often if they agree to drop out of a race, and it's completely legal. First off, why don't I get that? Why? Do, maybe I just need to announce I'm running for more offices to see who will offer me an additional job. Folks, I'm thinking about running for CD4, 8, 5, and 3. Let the job offers come. This is the new monster.com for politicians. Announce I'm thinking about running for an office and wait for someone to come and hire you away from that. If that happens all the time, I'm certainly unaware of it, but they give an example. In 2013, Obama agreed to retire Hillary's campaign debt if she dropped out and endorsed him. Man, that feels like a bribe, doesn't it? Doesn't that feel like a bribe? I, if I had more time, and maybe I'll do it uh, today, I'll look up. I'm almost positive there is a Colorado law that criminalizes an attempt to bribe someone out of running for office, but I could be wrong. Listen, I did look up that Arizona law, true to my word, that was about extortion, because I thought, you know, when Craig called up from from the road in his truck, and I appreciate him listening and calling, it'd be super cool if he got something called a Bluetooth microphone or AirPods or something, because it would improve the quality of the call. But I looked up theft by extortion. This may not be the only statute out there, but there is theft by extortion in Arizona, and this is what it says. A person commits theft by extortion by knowingly obtaining or seeking to obtain property or services by means of a threat to do in the future any of the following. Well, first off, that can't apply here because Kari Lake, at least according to Jeff DeWitt, didn't seek to obtain property or services. It's kind of the opposite of that. It's I want you to stop serving as the state party chair, but it's instructive as to what extortion could be. By means of a threat to do in the future, any of the following. One, cause physical injury. Well, that's not true here. Two, cause physical injury to anyone. That's not true here. Cause damage to property. Not true here. 
engage in other conduct constituting an offense. I don't think that's true. Accuse anyone of a crime or bring charges, criminal charges against anyone. I don't see that as true here. Expose a secret or an asserted fact in social media message as defined in blank or in any other manner, whether true or false, tending to subject anyone to hatred, contempt, or ridicule, or to impair the person's credit or business unless the threat is based on a plausible claim of right to the property or services, blah, blah, blah. That's the only one so far that looks like it could touch upon it. Take or withhold action as a public servant. Mm. Well, they're not really a public servant if they're the state party chair. Or to take or withhold action, cause anyone to part with any property. I suppose you could make the argument that the position of state party chair, if it's a compensated position, is property. You could argue that and then say that, hey, this was extortion because it was a threat to take or withhold or um, to cause anyone to part with any property. That could be it. There's another take or withhold action regarding an alleged claim of easement. No, I don't care about that. Claimant's property interest is the result of a tax lien. Don't care about that. Fair market value. Don't care. It is a defense to a prosecution under this. If a reasonable person would believe that the property or services were obtained or sought to be obtained by the threat of a reasonable accusation. Blah, 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 blah. Yep, it's a class four felony in Arizona. Th- this one doesn't fit. I'm going to keep looking to see if there's some other extortion or like we don't have a blackmail per se kind of charge that I can find here. But I'll take a look at that. 303-696-1971 is the number. I'm checking right now to see if G has talked to us about any of that stuff. Here's another one. Um, bump, 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 Forgive me. I'm more shocked that people are shocked <laughs> that people, politicians, celebrity, celebrities record conversations or that politicians on both sides use bribery, deal making and or threats to get what they want. Hello, world. Celebrities record their interviews all the time to protect themselves against being taken out of context. And we that's a great text. We talked about that, I think, in the seven o'clock hour. That's true. But this is different. This is different. When those conversations are being recorded, they're usually known by everyone. Right. Um, this is just different than that. And I don't think it's a crime. I don't think it ought to be criminalized. But does this change? I mean, listen, if you're in that, that circus called the 2024 General Assembly under the Gold Dome, and you've got bomb throwers in there, some of them are human bombs themselves, whether it's Robert Marshall, Crazy Bob out there in Highlands Ranch, who is enjoying the last session he'll serve in the legislature, or um, Elizabeth Epps, or Hamas celebrating Timmy Hernandez. I mean, if you've got these people in your caucus, aren't you freaked out that they're recording your conversations, especially Epps and Marshall, right? Like Epps goes to social media all day, every day, doing two things. One, defending Hamas and calling for the end of war because Israel doesn't matter. Uh, But the other thing she does is to call out her leadership. Uh, And by that, I mean the leadership of the Democrat caucus in the House. I think she's on her last term as well. And I say that only because I believe that she's being primaried pretty aggressively and well-funded because they'd love to get rid of this human hand grenade who has a tendency to pull her own pin, especially over issues of Jews and Israel and Hamas and all that stuff. But imagine if this doesn't give her the idea if she hadn't had it already to just record every conversation that she has with someone in leadership for future use. You don't even have to use it right away. Just threaten to release something. That's that's crazy.
That's crazy that that's where politics is going. Is that good? Is that transparency? I don't know. It seems to me that it stifles conversations that are candid, meaningful, that are necessary to try to get some things done. And in your own private life, my God, if you knew your friend was recording another friend's all the, do you then go, well, that would, that would only apply to them. It would only apply to Jeff DeWitt. She would never do that to me. I'm the deputy state party chair, I, or I'm just her neighbor. I mean, do you think like that? Like, dang, it just changes things so much. Here's one that says, you see Kari as a trust issue. I see it as an integrity issue. Well, tell me about that, Texter, in a good way or bad way. It says, Kari's code of honor is do what's right. We need her in the Senate. Okay, I get your position now. So do you think it was an act of integrity to record Jeff DeWitt in this situation? I could say yes, given how he foreshadowed what was coming. I can't talk to you about it on the phone, all this other stuff. Yeah, okay. But how about every other recording? How about the idea that she's threatening to release other recordings? Would that be an act of integrity to get someone to resign? I mean, if you're Machiavelli, if you're Niccolo Machiavelli, of course, the ends justify the means. The ends are get this guy out of the leadership role. The means doesn't matter. But if she has other recordings, it seems to me if she's doing what's right, if that's really her mantra, she releases them all. Why not? If she has them and they're damning of the state party chair, why not release them? Because that's what integrity would call for. But this seems a lot more like political opportunism. 303-696-1971. I thought you couldn't record someone without their consent. Nope, that's not true in Colorado and not true in Arizona. One more step closer. Here's one. Has a, One more step closer to idiocracy. Reality, TV, politics. You know what? You nailed it, man. That's what I think we're going to. What if everybody... In fact, I would like this. What if everybody in the Senate and the House in the General Assembly, had to wear body cams the way that cops do. Do you know what I mean? Why not force them, especially when interacting with members of the public, they have to wear body cams? Hmm, interesting. I wonder if they would do that, and if not, why not? We're moving to a body cam world. In fact, I wish I had thought of that when I was the elected DA. I wonder if you could do at least body cam for a day. Every time I interact with the public, I would flip on the body cam. That's fascinating. That could be where this thing goes. I don't know. 303-696-1971. How many politicians and other execs secretly record conversations? We might be shocked to find out. I agree. I do think we'd be shocked to find out. We wouldn't be shocked to find out, by the way, that Ultra Botanica, the patent holders and creators of UltraCur, have come up with a way to improve your health and your life without any surgical or medical intervention, just through a supplement, all natural. It's uh, curcumin based. And if you haven't researched curcumin, and I hadn't before I started looking into this, do it. You can go to getultranow.com, getultranow.com. Definitely go there. They provide a bunch of information. But if you're like, mm, what does other people say? What do other people say about curcumin that aren't trying to get me to try their product? Go check it out. You're going to be blown away by what this stuff does. Well, they've got this patented thing. They've kind of like put curcumin on Accelerate or steroids, but it's not steroids. You can get a free three-day sample by going to your natural grocers. Ask the vitamin manager, and you have to ask the vitamin manager for your three-day sample. Try it. You'll experience what Billy and I did. And then Billy's, Billy's results are different than mine. For me, it was a feeling of increased health, but where I noticed it the most was after a run, the pain that I felt, it went away more quickly. 
I just didn't have the same aches and the pains when I was taking it. You should try it too. GetUltraNow.com. Go to your natural grocer's vitamin manager, free three-day sample, and start enjoying life again. Uh, listen, we've got a bunch more text to get through. 303-696-1971 is the number. Let's do this. Let's cut away for a break. When we come back, I'll continue to answer these texts. Uh, keep it going. I'll tell you about some other updates on some things as well. It's George Brockler, 710 KNUS. George Brockler back with you here, 710 KNUS. Uh, listen, uh, Geronimo's no longer behind the glass, been replaced by Kelly. And in large part, that happened because I demanded that they put somebody with his own natural hair behind the glass. No, it's no offense to Geronimo. He's not listening anymore anyway. But uh, let me tell you, if you've ever run into a situation where you're like, eh, it seems like they're picking the guy with hair over me. You look in the mirror, you say, where did that young guy go? He's still trapped in there, but without this hair, I just look like I'm aging. I don't look as confident. Whatever the reason, call our friend Dr. Tanya Pauls at Advanced Hair Restoration. Now, you can find the website, an easy to find, advanced, advanced hair Dot com. You can find all the studies that they've done, all the wonderful treatment, all the customer feedback that they've had. But here's the big thing, man. You can set up an appointment where you can go in, you get your free consultation, you call them at 720-459-HAIR. When you go in to do this treatment, they use your hair to help your hair grow. It starts growing the very next day. So many dudes have done this. You just don't know them. You just have probably seen them a few years later and like, man, what? why does that guy look that good? No, it's not the weight loss or the lifting and all that other stuff. No, it's because they went through advanced hair, and you should too. And if you do today, $250 off plus 250 free hair grass. You don't have to have the procedures today. No, you just call them at 720-459-HAIR, 720-459-HAIR. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> hair. It's advancedhair.com. I think I was running my fingers through my hair, which, by the way, is all natural. It's just also all great. Hey, Doc, you're on 710 KNUS. Doc from Highland Ranch, what do you think? Well, I have uh, concerned if I'm a little bit disturbed. I'm going to tell you why. They flew us 70, 17 and a half hours over to Southeast Asia. Yes? And Say uh, that again? Vietnam. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. And paradoxically enough, we were also running Laos and Cambodia. Among those individuals who leadership uh, in the uh, both Marine Corps and Army, it, we were, well, uh, classified. Our holy cow, uh, I got to span risk. That having been said, you pray that you can prosecute a war and bring our guys, our subordinates, back home alive to their families, to their wives. And, uh, yeah. And, Doc, and help me tie this into the conversation. Help, help, help me understand how it fits into the conversation about the recording of people in private settings. In that regard, uh, I don't give a hang. They can record me from here to hell and gone. Dare I say, uh, I am, uh, 
All right, I'm uh... at a loss for words. Well, I'm going to be hell's bells. I'll be 77 in, in May. And I am trying to figure out how I can, uh, I'm still on call with three different services. Wow. I mean, Marine Corps and Air Force. Yeah. And then I asked my date of birth. And, I, and they said, God bless you, sir. Uh, yeah. Carry on. Yeah. So that having been said, here I am in Colorado trying to figure out how the Sam Hill I can get to a red state that's halfway decent. Because yeah. I, hey. I'll tell you what, I yeah. am flatly discouraged. My kids, my grandkids, dare I say, what in the Sam Hill are they going to inherit, George? Golly Doc, sakes. I... I... I don't know. It's a good question, and thank you for posing it on the show here. Uh, Doc's line is open at 303-696-1971. It's a a fair question, but it's not the one that we're addressing right now. Uh, There's a lot of things we can do to improve Colorado, but is recording one of them? I mean, sort of the the off-air conversation, the sausage gets made this way uh, with Kelly, was, one, how do you have such natural, luxurious hair and keep it so perfectly cut? And his answer was Floby which I thought was awesome. But um, the other part we talked about was, is this okay? Is this the new norm? Do we need to have laws now put in place to protect us or at least some private places that we can have conversations? And what I mean by that is if you've ever heard of the term Faraday bag or Faraday box, you know that these are things that, especially for um, investigators of crimes, because so many phones can access the Internet even they're purportedly turned off and information can be manipulated or deleted. A Faraday bag or a Faraday box or whatever you want to call it blocks the signals both in and out. So investigators will grab up and, and on the battlefield and frankly off the streets and at crime scenes, they'll grab up these cell phones, these other devices that connect wirelessly, and they'll throw them into these bags and protect them so that they can get them into an environment where they cannot be Uh, manipulated outside of being able to get the information off of them if you have actual physical contact with them. So the question is, do we need to have like Faraday zones? Do we need to have a law in place that would say if an employer says this right here, and I got to put everybody on notice, this is a place where there are no cell phones, no recording devices and all this. And if you violate that, I don't know if it's a crime But if you violate that, and the only way you'd know is if that thing was ever used to blackmail someone or if it surfaced on social media to shame, embarrass, or destroy someone, that it was an automatic lawsuit eligibility kind of a thing. You'd have a cause of action, and you'd be in per se violation. Like in by per se or de facto or whatever you want to call it, there's no real bar to prove that you intended, that you knew, none of that stuff. If they can prove that you were in the room and you were the source of the recording, by God, you can be sued and there are automatic damages. If you could do that, is it something we should pursue? Should we need now laws? Do we need laws that will provide protection for private conversations? Because I think this is only going to grow. I think more and more people are going to move to recording everybody all the time. And on the one hand, I like the idea of a body cam for victims or would-be victims of crime so that in in times of, I don't know, 
danger or something else. They have the ability to activate it. I think it, I think it would change relationships potentially with domestic violence abusers. But short of that, I don't know. Is this a good thing? 303-696-1971. Here's uh, our friend Eric Manning. George, are you out of your mind? I think that's rhetorical. For God's sake, Senator Chuck Schumer was accused of threatening Justice Kavanaugh and Justice Gorsuch. Where's his questioning what he said and did? That's a fact. Carrie Lake didn't threaten anyone. He for sure did woo, as you say. Woo? Um, Again, Erica, I think I understand where you're trying to go with this. It's the whataboutism that plagues politics these days. Uh, It's not helpful here. It's fair to ask, is what Chuck Schumer did a threat? Yes, of course. I think it was absolutely a threat. You're going to reap the whirlwind or whatever crazy stuff he's said out there. Yeah, of course it was a threat and ought to be treated that way. But you can't deny that the information that's out there, at least right now, by DeWitt, and you can decide whether you trust him or not, believe him or not, is that he was contacted by Carly Lake's peeps, and they said, you can resign or we're going to release the rest of these audio recordings. I'd be fascinated to know if that call didn't come before this one got released. And he was like, yeah, yeah, you don't have anything. And they released this one, and then it was like, whoa, um, okay, I'm out. Peace out. I'm done. Here's one. She didn't make him say what he said. Of course, she knew it was being recorded. So what? The topic is bribery. They are not talking about the weather. That's part of the conversation. Yeah, the topic is bribery, trying to pay her out of running. But that's not the conversation today. The conversation is, do you trust her moving forward? Do you, would you trust anyone who would record all of your private conversations without your knowledge and that some later date, 10 months later, a year later, 10 years later, they get used against you? I mean, here's something you and I never had to deal with. And that was the idea that the stupid stuff we did as a kid, the stupid stuff we said as a kid, and I'm going to define a kid as anybody under the age of 30, the stupid things we did and said, it would be very hard for those to come back and haunt us because it was all pre-iPhone and pre-recording everything and Internet stuff and all that. Well, this generation, my kids, they have to live in an environment where the things that they think are funny at age 12 that they put out on a YouTube could come back to haunt them when they apply for college at age 17 or 18. They have to deal with the stupid things that, that teenagers go through when they go through that Romeo and Juliet phase, you know, and they trust the other person and they send them images. My God, nobody should ever be sending to anyone at that age. Maybe not even any other, but at least with consenting adults, there's, there's something. And they could be haunted by that. I mean, they we never had to deal with that. But I think we're now entering a different era. And that era is you're being recorded all the time. Even in places where you think that there's trust and privacy. Is that a good thing? And do we need laws that protect businesses from doing that? Now, when it comes to the operations of government, I mean, outside of top secret stuff and secret squirrel stuff, yeah, I, I would not want to see, let's say, a school board meeting where they post a sign that says recordings aren't allowed. Well, screw you. Of course recordings should be allowed. When you're operating on the public dime in front of the public about things, I think we should record everything all the time. But in private conversations? I don't know. Do we need a Faraday law? 303-696-1971. Some others texting in. Isn't that blackmail? In today's atmosphere of 
corrupt politics, I can understand why someone would want to record their conversations with someone else. If you don't have your own back, who can you expect to have it for you? Yes, there is that aspect of it. But what about the other side of this? I mean, I do think one of the hanging, lingering, problematic, cloud-like questions out there is, who else did she record? Who else does she have recordings on? DJT? Think about that. What could she use that for? What benefit should, could she have there? And if she used it against Trump and released a recording that he thought was private, would you be cheering her on? Yes! She did the right thing, corrupt politics. She should record him. If she released some damning audio of Donald Trump, how do you think he'd respond? What do you think he would, what would you say if you're a Trump supporter? Yes, Kari Lake, you did, and someone said it's Kerry, whatever. Lake, yes, Lake, you did the right thing. I don't think you would. I think you'd be PO'd. And you'd be like, that's not fair, that's dirty. But here, when we like Kerry Lake more than the other person, and he represents sort of the establishment, I guess, even though he was the COO and CFO for Trump's prior campaigns. All right, so this isn't a guy who isn't a Trump guy. Uh, what do you do? 303 uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, nice text from Brett. Oh, this is so funny. Um, bu -bu -bu -bu. He's hitting me up on the Lincoln Club. I got to get to that, Brad. I've got to figure out a way to get back to you and shoot you my own phone number. Here's another. If Trump took Nikki Haley to lunch at Mar-a-Lago before she announced her run against him and said, listen, Nikki, you have no chance to win against me now, but in two years I can support you for a 2028 run. In the meantime, I will give you a job at the cart girl, as the cart girl <laughs> on my Doral golf course, Doral. D-O-R-A-L. And better yet, the coveted weekend shift. George, are you saying that would be illegal? Um, I don't know what the law would be in Florida governing that, and I need to nail down the specifics of it here, but I don't think you can bribe someone or pay someone to not run for office in the state. I just, I'd really have to look into that a little bit more, but I don't know if that would be criminal. But what if she released that audio? Would you cheer her on? Would you say, yes, Nikki, thank you. Thank you for getting Trump recording, I mean, being recorded, trying to bribe you out of running against him? Or would you say, dang, Nikki, sell out? How could you betray Trump like that? Because we don't say any of that stuff about this guy, Jeff DeWitt, who engaged in bad behavior, maybe criminal behavior. I don't know. It's just fascinating to me the different approaches. Some are principled. Many are political and ideological, and in this case, it's cult of personality, if that's a word. We love Trump, so anything bad that happens to Trump, the other person's to blame. We'll apply that to this situation here. After all, wasn't she previously an investigative journalist? Yes, she was. And my guess is when she was interviewing someone as an investigative journalist, they knew she was an investigative journalist, and she would do stuff like that. But as a politician, as a friend, as a co-worker, or even employee, I'm not sure what that situation was, in her living room, are you presuming that you're being recorded? I don't think so. You're a great American patriot when you want to be. This is our friend Eric. And have you heard about the truckers' convoy? I think you mean convoy, coming to the Texas border on the 20th. I haven't. I haven't heard about that. So much going on with the border. We're going to have to cover some of that again tomorrow. Look, let's do this. Let me tell you about one other super opportunity you have to improve your life, especially and frankly, probably only 
if you're a dude. And uh, that right there is to our friends at the Rocky Mountain Men's Clinic. Uh, I've talked with guys about this. They might whisper to each other about the low testosterone stuff, but there's a great deal of apprehension, I think, from men, certainly in our generation, who worry that, hey, is this somehow a reflection on who I am or my identity or my manhood? It's none of those things. Bodies just go through changes. Some people have a drop-off in this and an increase in that. Some people get cancer. Some people don't. Some people live forever. Some people die early. But a lot of dudes out there are dealing with low testosterone after a certain period of time in their lives. So what? You can either just live with it, the poor sleep, the I don't have that joie de vivre anymore, that spring in my step, that desire to go work out, the desire to hook up with my my sweetie. Doesn't matter, right? You can just let that go. Or you can call Rocky Mountain Men's Clinic. Get a a scheduled appointment out there at 720-440-7900, 720-440-7900. And maybe have that opportunity to change your life. And I'm telling you, the guy that I talked with about this, oh, just about a week ago now, maybe it was this last weekend. I'm telling you, he told me a story of a buddy of his, a coworker of his. And he said, it's the best thing he's ever done in his life for himself. That's what he says. Best thing I've ever done for myself. And then he showed me pictures of this guy, 60 years old or something, working out. Dude's buff, man. And it's not because of steroids. It's just because he has that that motivation, that enthusiasm again to go out there and tackle the world. Take the 10-question true-false quiz. You can't fail it. You just find your for it. Go to RockyMountainMensClinic.com, RockyMountainMensClinic.com, and see if you're eligible. Have the conversation. It's a $99 super cheap medical consult that they roll the cost of that into the treatment. And then you can thank me later. That's RockyMountainMensClinic.com. When we come back, I'll finish up with your texts. We've got David and some others on the line. We'll get to them in just a second. It's George Brockler, 710 KNUS. George Brockler back with you here, 710 KNUS. Paul in Castle Rock, you're on 710. What do you think? Well, I um, hey, Paul. record all. Hello? Yep, you're here. Hello? Hey, yep, I you're record here, buddy. all. I, I'm sorry. Uh, I just want to say I record all my phone calls, and I've been doing it okay, for years. Okay, all your phone calls. What about yeah. your in-person conversations? Uh, some of those. It depends on the person. Yeah, If I'm dealing with a salesman, it's recorded. Do uh, you tell them? You know, like, hell no. Why not? As long as I know, you know that it's the one-person rule. As long as one person knows what's going on, but uh, it's saved. It has saved me. Uh, I did it. uh, I did a lot of background investigations when I was in in, when I was in law enforcement, and people would uh, be rejected because of you know domestic violence or drunk on the job with another agency. And uh, they would call up and raise hell with the the internal affairs people saying, why, why? And they'd tell them, hey, there's your problem. Yeah. Hey, and, my man, hey, thank you for the call. I'm so sorry, buddy, but we've got 20 seconds left. I appreciate it, Paul. Sorry, David, we couldn't get to you. We'll try again tomorrow. Hey, uh, fantastic conversation, text calls. You can listen to them in the podcast. Let's keep this thing going tomorrow. I love it. George Brockler, 710 KNUS. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.